This is the Jeff Merrick Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Should have mentioned earlier or reminded you earlier. It's Wednesday. That means Greg Wyshynski. That means MVSW coming up top of the hour. A lot to get to with Wish. As always, I want to talk to Wish about the uh, Montreal Canadiens jerseys we saw yesterday. As Lance Kennedy across the glass here shakes his head disapprovingly. Lance, what if I told you it was a tribute to the Montreal Expos? Would it make you feel better, sir? Still a hard no from Lance. No, he's not buying that one. All right, not picking up what they're putting down. Uh, we'll see what Wish says about that, nonetheless. I initially, I'm like, uh, I really just like the Montreal Canadiens as they are. Don't change them. But then when you think about the Expos, I really did like the Expos. So I got a little bit warmer to it. We'll see what, uh, what Wyshynski thinks. Uh, coming up an hour or two for uh, MBSW, Wyshynski, of course, of ESPN and The Drop. In the meantime, uh, here for a conversation about the Pacific specifically is Jonathan Davis from NHL Network Radio. He joins me now. John, how are you? I'm doing great, Jeff. How are you? Uh, I'm good, man. It's, um, you know, the... Uh, <laughs> The the uh, the Pacific Division is a fascinating one to me, and I, I love watching it because within it there are so many different sidebar stories. And Elliot was just on, and we were talking about Eric Carlson, and you know what happens there, and you know Mike Greer now throwing another wrinkle into things by saying, you know, if the player wants to go, you know, we'll listen, etc. Sort of hinting that you know maybe they're chumming the waters here to to try to make a deal with with Eric Carlson. I watched the Los Angeles Kings, and I said to myself, I'm really happy for a player like Gabriel Velarde, who many people looked at and said, oh, it's a former first-round draft pick, but what's the future going to be? Is going to be thinking there? And he's had a tremendous season. I also love watching Archer Kaliev, who can absolutely blast the puck. And who doesn't love watching the Oilers because of the obvious reasons as well? Um, Seattle is a much-improved team, and Matty Beniers looks fantastic, as does Andre Burakovsky. And then there's the juggernauts. You know, I know they lost to, yeah, to, uh, to San Jose last night, but the Vegas Golden Knights, even though they lost a pair here now, Vegas has, you know, reclaimed that top spot, not just in the division, but the conference, and are banging around saying we're one of the top teams in the NHL, and it's hard to disagree. Um, of all of these topics and issues and stories in the Pacific, which is the one you're most interested in? Well, let's start with Vegas, and, and I, you know, look, watching Jack Eichel, uh, you know, man, I mean, what, what a turnaround. Great to see him healthy, and Jeff, you know, look, he's got 10 goals in 17 games. He had yeah. 14 goals in 34 last year, so, you know, healthy, healthy, healthy. I go back, you know, and look, it, it's been a great run for them, but I go back to a conversation I think you had with Gary Lawless and, uh, when he was on, uh, when they were going through uh, Ottawa and Toronto, and, yep. and Gary was talking about the fact that you know, he, I think Bruce Cassidy said to him, you know, towards the end of a winning streak, you're, you're not maybe playing your best. And we, I think we kind of saw that with Vegas. And, and then they stubbed their toe last night in a game that I thought they dominated for 40 minutes and then fell apart in the third period. So, it, it, you know, again, any given night. And, and San Jose, what a run it's been for them. I mean, three in a row. But, Jeff, we're talking about, you know, three, three games where they beat Dallas, they beat Minnesota, in a game where they came back with two goals in a span of a minute in the final six, and then last night with four in the third against Vegas. So, you know, even San Jose is, uh, mm. is starting to turn things around. And I think in San Jose's case, a lot of that goes with Timo Meyer, who had, what, no goals in his first eight and now eight in his last ten. I want to ask you about Meyer here in a couple of seconds. That's going to be one of the more 
fascinating contract situations to follow. He's yeah. got a whopper of a QO at the end of the year. That's a qualifying offer for the uninitiated uh, at, to the tune of $10 million. Like this is a, a Picasso here played uh, by the agent. But but going back to the to the Vegas situation, you know, I'm always reminded of something uh, that someone told me years ago about streaks and about ending streaks and about starting streaks. And this person said to me, and, you know, it's all anecdotal, but think about it, and it's kind of true. You know, you you start to get a feeling that you're going to end a losing streak when you lose games, when you start losing games that you should have won. And the opposite, you know you're starting a losing streak uh, when you're winning games that you should probably... Oh, no, it's the other way around. When you're starting, when you're ending a... I'm going to say this again. When you're ending a, a winning streak, you're winning games that you should lose, and the opposite is when you're losing games that you should win, and you kind of get that feeling from uh, from from Vegas here. But I'm bang I'm I'm bang on with you about Jack Eichel, like, and we talked to Kelly McCrimmon last week, uh, as you mentioned, when Vegas rolled through Toronto. That podcast just came out, and you know it, it's a fascinating team because we all, you know, we all and and Kelly was. I don't want to say sensitive about it, but maybe defensive about it is the right way to put it. You know, there is that feeling. I mean, not defensive. Maybe just said, like, you guys are making too much of this. There is that feeling out there that the Vegas Golden Knights in this, as I've described it, ruthless pursuit of the Stanley Cup. Like, they will do anything to win the Stanley Cup. It doesn't matter. No player is sacred. If it can get us an inch closer to Lord Stanley's mug, they will do it. Um, you know, there is that feeling that it's a player, it's a, it's a team that has kind of become unpopular since they've moved a lot of players, players that were always considered cornerstones and franchise players. And we think of, and we think of Marc-Andre Fleury is the obvious one. And, you know, Nate Schmidt is a, is another one, et cetera. But I got to tell you, you know, even moving Max Pacioretty, um, and we talked about this with Kelly as well. They didn't move Max Pacioretty and get nothing in return, even though you look at the trade and you say, with all due respect, they, they traded Max Pacioretty for feathers. They got cap space. And I think of all the teams in the NHL, and there are some that really do understand it and value it, I don't know that anyone understands the idea of cap space as a commodity, J.D., more so yeah. than Kelly McCrimmon and the Vegas Golden Knights. Agreed yeah, I think that that's... Oh, I agree. I agree. But I think the other thing, when I, when I look at what they did in the offseason, Jeff, think about who they kept. They kept Riley Smith. And for huge, me, huge. That was, that's one of the, like, if you take that guy out of the room, the guy that's been there since day one, I, I just think that would have just done irreparable damage to that room. And uh, I don't know. Would you agree? If they moved Riley Smith? Yeah. So Riley Smith is a... Uh... <laughs> We'll go first of all, great five on five, um, yeah. great penalty killer as well. Completely. See, the thing is, we all that we all wondered about was would he end up following Gerard Gallant to New York? Because we know how much Gallant loved him. Now we also knew how much you know Riley Smith loved playing in 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 Vegas. But that's the one thing that we wondered. But to me, he may not be a headline maker. Eichel's a headline maker. Alex Petrangelo yeah. is a headline maker. But when you talk about guys that keep everything together. And the guy that Bruce Cassidy and before him, Peter DeBoer, could tap on the shoulder, and you knew what you were getting in that shift from that player, that guy's Riley Smith. Like, those are the kind of guys, yeah. like, you know this, J.D., like, those are the kind of guys you win with if you're, yeah. if oh, you're going to totally be successful. Agree. 
totally agree. They they made a decision. Granted, the salaries were different, but that to me, if they they could not afford to find a way to keep Max at the expense of Riley Smith. I no think. way. No, yeah. not not at all. Um, all right, San Jose Sharks. First of all, I love these uniforms. They look yeah. fantastic this year, don't they? Like, even if you don't they, like the yeah. team, folks, and I know that. Like, there's a couple of buildings that really weren't built to have good camera positions or they forgot that they're going to need cameras in these buildings. Uh, Anaheim is one of them, and the other is San Jose, so I know sometimes it can be tough to watch. Like, you're seeing this thing from from far away. The camera positions aren't exactly great, and there aren't a lot of them either, as people like John Shannon have reminded me numerous times. Uh, but it's a great uniform, and, and you know, uh, they're getting performances from Eric Carlson, and we saw Mike Greer, you know, musing at the idea of of, uh, of moving Eric Carlson this year. And Timo Meyer, like I look at Timo Meyer, and I have for a few years now, and said he kind of feels JD like a new age power forward. You know, mm-hmm. like that's 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 yeah. that's now we're away from the the Cam Neely style power forward, and we're into like a Timo Meyer power forward uh, in the NHL. Uh, had a soft start last year. He was you know gangbusters, and now he started to heat up. Scored again last night. Uh, for San Jose, how do you see this story playing out here? Well, uh, you know, I go back to something, you know, I've heard Elliot say numerous times, you know, you, you've got to keep players that can bring people into the building. If you let this guy go, you know, who, who's bringing people in, in, into the shark tank? And so just such a great player. I, I just think that, you know, if you're San Jose, um, don't you have to keep him? Don't you have to find a way to keep this guy? Because you're not, you're not replacing them anytime soon. And I don't know, look, the Sharks are, are further away from making any type of deep cup run mm-hmm. and, and maybe even a playoff run. But you've got to have somebody to bring people into the building. The, the, if he wants to. Yeah. yeah. The, the only problem, if I can just pause on that for one second, yeah, the yeah. only problem with it, and I, I don't disagree with you, but the only problem that we're getting into now is here's a team that's not a playoff squad and, you know, doesn't have real any 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 prospect right away of knocking off one of these teams that are going that it's going to be you know a playoff team for a number of years i mean vegas is locked we all know about edmonton and calgary and we expect them to to course correct um and the los angeles kings are every game you know starting really to distinguish themselves going back to to last season Uh, i don't think Uh, i don't know about that jeff you don't think so you don't think that there's enough there there why why don't you like la because I don't think this is a team that's improved from year to year. They're the same team. They're, they're a team, look, that is still to me in that mushy middle. They don't know what they want to be. And I, I just, there, there's no game breaker on this team. Um, they've got five right shot D that all play the same way there. They've kind of, you know, they've got, they've just kind of messed things up on the back end. They don't have a goalie under contract other than Cal Peterson after this season. And yep. Cal's not been any good. And Jonathan Quick's been mm, okay. Um, no, I, I really don't. I, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of where this team is at. There, there are some good pieces, but you know, look, Andre Kopitar's. I think is you know towards the back end. I you know oh, yeah. he would be a really he'd be a really good two C on a cup contending team. I, I don't know. I just don't. Yeah. I don't see it. He, he, here's what I wonder about the Los Angeles Kings. I kind of look at okay. them as the, the 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 derby leader for Jacob Chikrin. Like if someone said to me, okay, Jacob Chikrin's getting traded in five minutes, guess who it is? Yeah. That this my, my guess would be the Los Angeles Kings. 
Uh, but I, 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 I want to go back to the, I'll, I'll get back to LA. I just wanted to finish up a thought on on the San Jose Sharks because you know you do the the Meyer deal and it's going to be expensive. One we mentioned the QO is at ten million dollars. This one's this one's not going to be cheap, folks. Um, then you have Logan Couture already locked in. We'll see what happens with Eric Carlson, Mark Edward Vlasic locked in, Tomas Hurdle locked. Like you're getting yourself into a spot where you've locked a lot of players in on long-term deals. And it's not exactly as if you have this high level pipeline of elite prospects that are coming. Like certainly there are, you know, there are some players that are on the horizon. We think of William Eklund right away, but no one's coming in to save this franchise and you're just loading it with big ticket, big term deals. You know what I mean? Like if I'm if I'm, if I'm Greer, yeah. my my first thought is like, what is a uh, Brian Burke's great analogy was always, you know, you take over a team, it's going to take a while, but you know, the first thing you need to do is you need to shovel out the barn before you show the horse. And when you mm-hmm. take out a team, isn't one of the first things you look at? Like, okay, we need to shovel out the barn here. Who's going? You're, you're, you know what, you're right. You're fa- that's a very good point. And, and the San Jose Sharks, I mean, for a team that is bad as they are right now, only have $159,000 in cap space. Like, that's yeah. just, that's terrible. That's terrible. So, yeah, it, I guess to your point, you, you, you don't have the cap space. And, you know, you, you're not, it's going to be tough to move the guys that already have these long-term deals and expensive deals. So, yeah, he may, he may end up just being a casualty because of that. Uh, let me get to Seattle here with you. Um, yeah. Are the Kraken? Let me ask you this point blank: Are the Kraken actually good? They're good, um, and right now, look, uh, they're getting goaltending. I mean, Martin Jones is having a renaissance in Seattle. He really is. Uh, you know, and and that's uh, it's just it's been able to turn things around. I think what six of his last seven starts, it's been like you know two goals or less. Uh, you know, they, they've got the. You know the, the kids. Are, you know, Matty Beneers is having the great rookie year. Jake Schwartz has played well. Barakovsky's. You know they've mm-hmm. added the offense. You know, and that Winnipeg game. I mean, like Carson Susie's got to be kicking himself for just a, a terrible penalty that you know cost them. You know the tying goal with four seconds to go. Like that was another game that they could have won. But they're playing really good hockey. They're they're not playing the run and gun. They're not playing those high scoring games like they did a year ago. I mean, give credit to Ron Francis and how he's taken this team to the next step in year two and that's like for me like that's a difference i'm seeing the progress in seattle whereas la look they're they're 10 and 8 on the year but they're still a minus two goal differential seattle's plus seven like that that tells me something you know the the interesting thing about seattle too and elliot and i just before he came on we're talking about you know depth performance and we're focusing on uh, mainly the pittsburgh penguins but also the washington capitals you look at seattle Uh, and sure, Matty Beniers gets a lot of headlines, and Burkowski's been great, and Jaden Schwartz. But you look at how good Yanni Gord has been, how good Brandon Tanev has been, and how good Oliver Bjorkstrand, who they got for an absolute song, is because Columbus needed to dump salary by bringing in Johnny Gaudreau. That, and to say well, to say nothing of Morgan yeah. Geeky, who's yeah. been who's exceeded expectations as well. Like this is. This is a team that's getting, you know, performance and players putting up numbers all through their all through their four lines here. Yeah, absolutely. The Bjork strand. No, you know, he hasn't scored like yet, like we had, we think he will. I mean, just one goal and nine points on the year. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just absolute the, the depth. You're right, and, and Brandon Tenev. I mean, what what a fan favorite he's been ever sure. since he got there. You know, it, it's yeah. Look, he's Ron Francis has done things the right way. Um, and, and I think that, you know, if, 
Well, I don't know. I, you know, I, I still look at Columbus. I, they they have to be kicking themselves. You know, they, they, it's really it was the Erica Branson deal that cost them the Orkstrand. Like, uh, I think that, that was, was that was that was a, that was a lot of money, no doubt. That was a lot of money. That was a lot of money. But Seattle, yeah, I really I, I really like the way they're going. And uh, again, you know, they're 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 playing both ends. And so when you're getting when you're able to cut the goals against and, and you're not getting in these run and gun games and now you've got the players as you said you think about what they added in the off season you know uh, they're 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 a fun team to watch no uh, question. They are real quick. Uh, I want to finish up on the team that's in the bottom right now, and that's the Anaheim Ducks. And it's eyes to the future, and it's Mason McTavish, and it's you know when he gets healthy, Jamie Drysdale, and certainly Trevor Zegers, etc., etc., etc. Like that's a team. Olin Zellweger's on the horizon on the back end. Like this is a team that we know has a real high end pipeline of players coming. You got about thirty seconds for this one, but give us give us your thoughts yeah. on, on the Anaheim Ducks and what this season looks like and. You know, I think we're all you know, looking for John Klingberg to move at the the deadline. That might have been part of the MO to sign him in the first place. But your thoughts on Anaheim in 30 seconds, if you can do it. Yeah, I, I mean, look, a team that is just trying, you know, Patrick is tearing this team down to build it back up again and still looking for their first regulation win. But they got a nice one and Klingberg got his first goal of the year and just the second yeah. goal by a, a Ducks defenseman. But they're still looking for a regulation win, which is kind of crazy. Look, the young kids are great, and they're having to shoulder the load, and, and, and Terry and Zegras. And that's a lot of heavy lifting that, that is, is being put upon these guys. So, you know, it, it's really like a learning thing. Experience. Mm-hmm. I go back to, like, the Atlanta Braves, Jeff, when, when they had Smoltz and Glavin and Avery, and they all got to learn together. Yeah. I think that's what the Anaheim Ducks are. That's a real great pull, by the way. I love that Braves team. I really did. This is a message from the Canadian National Public Alert System. This is a test of the Ontario Alert Ready System. There is no danger to your health or safety. If this was an actual emergency, you would now hear instructions for protecting yourself. Compatible mobile devices are now able to receive emergency alerts. For more information about emergency alerts, please visit www.alerttreaty.ca. This was a message from the Canadian National Public Alert System. We now return to our regular programming. Goaltending, Logan Thompson has looked great. I know, last night, I know, I know. Aiden Hill as well. Uh, I know JD doesn't like the Los Angeles Kings, but they're in second place. Seattle, as we all predicted, uh, in third place. And uh, all the winning has quieted down some of the Shane Wright and what is happening there. Talk, uh, Oilers and Flames in fourth and fifth. Uh, but don't be surprised if that course corrects uh, in the Atlanta, in the uh, Pacific, rather, the Kings and the Oilers later on tonight on Sportsnet West. That is a 10 o'clock Eastern start early it's the Buffalo Sabres and the Ottawa Senators. Uh, that one at 7 o'clock Eastern. And the Blues and the Blackhawks get underway at 7.30 Eastern. We got ahead of break. Greg Wyshynski coming up in Hour 2. MVSW for you uh, across the Sportsnet Radio Network and Sportsnet 360. It's the Merrick Show. Back in a moment. 